Welcome to Human Seeking Human, episode 37. Uh, this is a podcast where we read old newspaper stuff that we find entertaining, and so do you. Hopefully. I'm Zandy. I'm Liz. Also known as DJ Sliz. Also known as DJ Slizzy Bowlins. What's up? Uh, what is up? Nothing much. Um, we do We're have... Also... Oh. What? What are we? Joined. We are joined. Tell us about it. Okay, we have Meg in the studio audience here today. (laughs) And Hunter lurking in the background. Um, Meg and Hunter, big supporters of ours. And um, yeah, we're so grateful to have you here. And thankful for your support of Trans Lifeline. Oh, so we're have we and yes, we just love an audience now. We know after last week with Evan, we're just like, oh, it's good to have someone watching us. That's we kind of weird sounding, but witness. Zandy likes it when when people watch. I don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Write that down, everybody. Okay. Um, wh- <laughs> <laughs> why don't I? Do you want me to read your dream date? Yeah. Okay. It's um. It's a dream date. I'm just going to say that. Last week, I was okay. very confident in the one I chose because it just felt like you. Um, so that was a scuba one, right? Yeah, this one is... I don't know why I picked it, but it's here. Okay. This is from the Lancaster New Era, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, from October 4th, 1994. Viral Vulcan. White male, 35 years young, seeks voluptuous Vulcan. Romantic Romulan kind Klingon or elegant earth woman 20 to 35 for close encounters of the best kind okay um I mean what is um which one am I I assume the elegant earth woman but can you read the options again okay yes voluptuous Vulcan okay romantic Romulan check Kind Klingon, probably not check because that's his kind. Um, And then elegant. I called you elegant. Forgive me (laughs) if I don't call you kind. And then I'll go with. I'm the voluptuous Vulcan. Okay. Can I say that was that was that is what I would have assumed you'd give yourself. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Mm -hmm. but so yeah, so this does resonate with you. I mean, I saw a twinkle in your eye when I was reading this, so I assume that means good things. I like it. I think it's cute. I I lo- I'm like a total nerd, so I like the like nerdy, the overt nerdiness of the ad. I'm still um, looking for one that mentions Toontown, but I don't think that's going to happen in the 90s. Oh, Alex and I are going to do Toontown on stream. Oh yeah. Next when are week. we doing it? The day after this episode airs, yeah. Probably, yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday, probably 8 p.m. Eastern time is when I'm going to start streaming. Um, 5 p.m. Pacific. Check the socials. It's twitch.tv slash Zandy Schieffer if you want to check that out um, and see when I'm streaming. I think I have my schedule down there. Yeah, so uh, we're going to play Toontown. I've never played, so I'm excited for that. I promise that's not why I brought up Toontown. I kind of forgot about that whole thing that we were going to announce. So That's okay. Um, but yeah. It's okay. Sorry. Yeah. No, it's not. Actually, it's not. Okay. I well, need an I apology. I'm, I'm sorry. I hope I can... can't find my freaking. Well, I've got I something else to say about Star it. Trek. So. Is oh, that okay? go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. All I was going to say was because when I think I said this early in an episode, when I what I like about some of these dream dates, I like that 
I like it when they're very open or clear about their main interest because it makes it so much easier. I feel like like this, there's so many people out there who read this and are like, wow, that is the worst thing I've ever read. But that's yeah. good because then that just, you know, it doesn't check a box for them and they can move on. And so now, but like if you hide the fact that you're really into Star Trek, then you'd start going on dates and the person's like, I'm really into Star Trek. And the other person says, I really hate Star Trek. Then it sucks. It's like, you know, I, I like that they're so, I don't know, open about the type of voluptuous Vulcan they want. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know enough about Star Trek to identify specifically, you know, which creature, like if they are all the creatures, you know, <laughs> hot or are they attracted to all creatures regardless of their hot level? I don't really oh. know how Star Trek works. You know what? Neither do Spock I. And now that you're it. saying That's it, Spock could get it. Okay. Maybe. Maybe. Um, I don't know anything about Star Trek, so. Well... I've got something for you, Zandy. I'm, I'm it's nervous. It's called a dream date. I have a couple. I don't know why I found this entire column of uh, personal ads in Appleton, Wisconsin from 1998. And it's just all moms. And I thought it was kind of funny. So. And you thought you of go. me. Yes. Um, this is called. I know you're out there. Honest and sincere, single white mom, 42, five foot three, auburn hair, brown eyes, new to the area, enjoys movies, flea markets, auctions, sports, and much more. Seeks goal-oriented single white male, 35 to 44, Appleton area. Yeah. Hey, that's pretty good. Movies? Do you I like do, flea I, markets? I do. I love flea markets. I love sports. Them. You sport. You know me. I'm a sport. I'm, I'm a sporty guy. What can I say? Can't help it. I was born this way. And funny. Um, you could maybe you could learn to be funny, and then did it even stop? Why? Hey, did it even say anything says, about being funny yes. in this ad? Oh, never mind. I was looking at the wrong one. It said you just wanted to insult me bad. again. You remember you are, that insult oh, from last week? I remember because goal oriented. Because me and Zandy are setting goals for expanding the podcast and mm-hmm. all that, mm-hmm. and we're achieving mm-hmm. our goals. So yeah. Um, it's going great. Goal oriented. I like that. I like that. That's that's me, and that's what I want. I that's also like I that goal oriented. It's like not. Um, there's not as much pressure. It's not like you have to have achieved your goals. It's like you just have to want to work towards them. And I yeah. think that's where I'm at. You know, I don't care what you did. I care about what you want to do and where you're going. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So true. I feel the same way because I don't know exactly what I want out of life, but I know I want something and I want, no, I want a lot and I'm willing to More work for paid it. paid subscribers. <laughs> Just kidding. That's the only thing FM. I want, right? I want I your money. Um, oh yeah. What and is your five link? star ratings and your social media following mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. your love, adoration, affection. What is it? I just watched a documentary around cults. It's like adoration financial gain and obedience that's all we ask for 
wow that last one i the first two i was like okay oh so oh this is what the cult is asking this for. is like cult, cults ask for yeah oh i see i was like oh yeah. okay yeah i want adoration oh yeah <laughs> i want to be financially successful and obedience i was like wait what are we talking about again We're i see about, now yeah okay anywho any way you said you have a, you have a textual do, encounter do you have another one for me or no oh i have a whole list of, of oh moms. you're saving them you're saving i'll do the i'll other do one more i'll do one okay. more okay this i could use another mom in my life not that so sounded much weird. for mom, you well, mom, my mom doesn't listen never mind sorry sandy's, I, i'm sandy's mom hello <laughs> your dad listens he does he does hi sandy's dad okay this one actually it does kind of sound like someone you would get along with but not for like any specific reason i just like it green-eyed lady affectionate single white mom 44 5 foot 2 110 pounds brown hair enjoys the packers nascar ceramics floral arranging weekend getaways seeks gentle caring single white male 37 to 49 sheboygan area wow I read the whole review so I could say Sheboygan. Sheboygan. We love we love a good Sheboygan. Sheboygan um, ad. Wow. There was really nothing in there that I really gravitate towards. I mean, I, but f- someone who arranges flowers is probably I someone I could get that. along with, though. I feel like that's like, part of your fantasy is like you want to find like a <laughs> vegan flower arranging. What does she say? <laughs> Packers Honest. fan. Packers fan NASCAR how do you feel about NASCAR I don't feel oh, oh Hunter, Hunter has feelings about like feelings about NASCAR <laughs> um Meg, how do you feel about NASCAR no okay oh, no, no NASCAR okay. at all from our visitors you donate to Trans okay. Lifeline and don't watch NASCAR <laughs> um NASCAR it's not something that I've ever been interested in um gotten into uh I think the this the general fan base very much turns me off of off from nascar you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i i don't know what it's like with the actual sport i'm gonna call it a sport don't at me people um because i don't know uh and then i don't know but formula one is something which also has a very it's like the opposite type of fan base where it's like very it's like super like wealthy and like for their own reasons backwards people i think that follow that but i've been watching like a documentary series on formula one it's really fascinating but anyway i don't really watch racing at all that's i'm i don't know that's you started never met a nascar fan in my life i'm sure i grew up in boston and then moved to la yeah yeah i've never met a person who likes nascar there's not a lot of nascar in massachusetts I have no idea. Okay, I've never yeah, I met someone who cared about NASCAR. Maybe they're there and they just yeah. actively avoided me, which, I mean, everything about me screams like, I don't like, <laughs> no, not even I don't like NASCAR, but I've never interacted with NASCAR in a way that caused me to form an opinion. Mm-hmm. But, um, but everything I know about car racing, I learned from Herbie Fully Loaded. Oh, Okay. <laughs> so in my mind that's probably all you need in life to be honest i feel like there's another movie where it's like a kid he like loses his dad to like nascar racing but then he has like a magic car wait is that transformers 
A magic car? It's magic school bus, actually. <laughs> oh, Miss Frizzle. Miss yes, Frizzle's and that's dad Ms. was Frizzle's origin Dale story. Earnhardt. Um, gotcha. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I used to wait. I want to say one more thing. Okay. As a child, and I think this is why I'm not totally against like racing in general, is because as a child, one of my like, dreams, absolute dreams, was to be be a um, um, uh, a drag racer. Oh, like, like RuPaul? Yeah. <laughs> Season... In Ohio, we, we only... Dra- drag racing is just one thing, and it's cars. I'm kidding. Oh, I, um, it's but not yeah, that no, one. Growing In up, LA, drag racing is one thing, and it, it's it, the it, other yeah, one. Exactly, yes. Um, but yeah, I wanted to be like a, a junior dragster, is what it, the um, the league was called. But I needed an actual car, and they're very expensive, so I never got one. Wait, um, you had to have like a regular, like, could you show up in like a Honda Odyssey or did you need like a specific kind of car? Oh, you need like, well, I was a child, so I definitely could not oh. pull up in a Honda Odyssey, but they do have like the dragsters, they have different types. And I used to go to these races with my stepdad. So it is like somewhat special to me growing up. We got to do that. Um, but they're different types. Um gosh and i don't remember any of the names but the like the normal ones were like super long cars and narrow no were but they're like called cars <laughs> oh you know what i'm th- in my mind i'm like i know exactly what kind of car you're talking about because i had so many freaking hot wheels as a kid Mm-hmm. yeah and they go really fast and just in a straight line and it's like a sprint type style and you just go really fast my and there's like funny car which is just like i think normal car looking cars down a, Funny not cars down ramps. are normal looking. <sighs> no, but I would I would have Hot Wheels that would go down a ramp and off a jump and whoosh and break light bulbs because mm-hmm. they hit the ceiling. My mom would get mad at my dad. It was really good stuff. Get mad at your dad for your behavior for building the ramps that would blink out the light bulbs. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. I will move on. Sheboygan. I'm gonna stop talking about drag racing. Um. All good? We working? We working and we twerking. Hit me How with did you know? That's what I'm doing. a textual encounter. So this is Your a two-parter. Your camera's on. That's how I knew. Oh, my camera that is on. That you were twerking. Yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, listeners at home, you can't see it, but Zandy is exercising his mega knees. I've been practicing. How's my form? Shaking it like a Polaroid picture. Mm-hmm. Is it's my good. form okay, though? It's good? Okay. Just make yeah. sure. Um, so these are from the Berkeley Barb. It's a two-parter. Here's part one. Gwendolyn, baby, where are you? I lost your phone number. I know calling your office wouldn't do. Please meet me at O Calcutta, Saturday, 1045 show, on Broadway Theater, 435 Broadway, San Francisco. I didn't know a body could be so beautiful. Mike. <laughs> That sounds like a little murdery. Well, you know who di- will disagree with that? Who? Gwendolyn, and you know why? Because oh here's God, the second part. It <gasps> is. Mike, you are my style. A man like you is all any woman ever needs. My husband will never know. See <gasps> you Friday, eight thirty p.m. O Calcutta on Broadway Theater, four three five Broadway, San Francisco. I am so horny, I can hardly wait. Gwendolyn. Oh. <laughs> wow. So, sorry. Oh. So, they 
they're writing to each other in the public newspaper for a secret affair. Yes, because they lost each other's number. So it's kind of like a misconnection where they need to get in touch. So they use the Berkeley Barb to get in touch. I wonder if that's how they they might have met that way, actually. I wouldn't be surprised based on this. So That would be cute. Yeah, except for um, Gwendolyn. Gwendolyn's husband probably doesn't agree with that. Oh, but. Sh- I forgot she's married. I feel like that's not very smart to just be putting all your business out there in the newspaper. It adds a little salt to the wound. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm inclined to agree with you. I, I'm gonna tell people, don't do that. I have, uh, I have kind of an an insane, way back when situation today. A situation. Do you want to go first or second with your situation? I want to go first, if that's okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to hear it. Um, so this isn't actually a new way back when it's a little bit of a follow up. So we got an email from a listener named Marie about a story that I read in one of our earlier episodes about a gentleman who murdered a 16 year old girl who rejected his advances and then took her body to the mouth of volcano and threw her and him into the volcano. Uh, just so, want to point out, you use the word gentleman for him. Is, is that just how you feel about this guy? A real gentleman. A not so gentle man. <laughs> just a, kidding. A, a nasty dude. Nasty um, dude. So I got a message from uh, Mary being like, or Marie, I think, being like, oh, yeah, I'm related to her. And I have all this family history stuff. So, first of all, what are the odds? I honestly, like, on didn't believe it at first. Mm-hmm. But she sent over all this amazing stuff. So, she said, The Way Back When article from June 8th episode was actually about my cousin. My uncle's really interested in family history and about five years or so stumbled across this story. He wrote something based on all the newspaper articles he found and shared it and some photos he found with his brothers. The write-up includes information on how they were able to recover her body and the photos included are of her the cage used down to recover the body and the man able to recover the body just thought i'd share with you both so i'm gonna post these the day of like our air date um but she is beautiful he is an asshole and i just want to read a little bit of the story um so in 1932 margaret enos oh and i want to read this actually let me do something first There's an article that they sent, um, which detailed, oh, I I think it's here, um, that this girl's family had written into the newspaper saying, hi, can you please stop saying these, you know, uh, that my daughter died in like a lover's quarrel Mm -hmm. and that if she had only accepted his advances and proposal then he would then she would be alive and all these things and they basically wrote that like it's super disrespectful and like totally not the way that you should be telling this story because what happened was an adult man murdered a 16 year old girl because she didn't want to marry him and uh so I just want to read a little bit of the story from her family's perspective. Um, So in 1932, Margaret Enos, the daughter of Philip and Mary Sawera Enos, uh, was living in Hilo at the home of her married sister, Elvira Furtado. 
She was a high school student completing her third year at the age of 17 when her life would come to a tragic end. I've been saying the wrong number the whole time, so don't sue me. A neighborhood young man named Sylvester William Nunez, who was 22 years old, born in 1909, and of Portuguese descent, fell in love with Margaret. Sylvester worked as a pipe fitter at the Hilo Gas Company and became infatuated with Margaret after about six months of knowing her. When he proposed marriage to her, she explained that even though she liked him, along with others, she was not interested in marriage at the time. For another six weeks or so, he tried to convince Margaret to change her mind with no success. Eventually, he threatened to kill her and himself if she did not marry him, even calling on the phone expressing this threat. Unfortunately, when Margaret rel Margaret's relatives heard about the threats, they did not take them seriously and considered them as just talk. Early in the morning of June 2nd, 1932, Sylvester drove over to the family's home on Kamana Street with an automatic 32 caliber Colt pistol to kidnap Margaret and try to get her to agree to marriage. He found her at home still dressed in a red kimono and forced her to leave with him in his car after shooting the hand of her sister Vera as she tried to stop him. Sylvester drove Margaret to Kilauea Volcano where he asked her one last time to agree to marry him. When she refused, he shot her in the chest and instantly killed her. He left a note in, in the blood-soaked car that read, 10 minutes to 8, Margaret died instantly. She did not suffer, and now I must pay. At that point, he carried her body to the edge of the Halemau Mau fire pit and plunged in with her body in his hand to meet his death. Their bodies landed on a ledge within the crater and had not reached the burning lava at the bottom, which was about 50 feet away. Yet the bodies had fallen 800 to 900 feet down. At first, the authorities thought that they would need to leave the two in the volcano, but Margaret's father, Philip, insisted that his daughter be given a Christian burial. Philip even offered to go down into the volcano and recover her body. However, the authorities rejected his offer. The National Park Service advertised throughout the nation for someone to recover the bodies and received offers from as far away as Florida. A reward of $1,000 was offered and Riken Konishi, a contractor and carpenter of Japanese descent who lived in Hilo and apparently knew the Furtado family, was hired by the National Park Service to recover the bodies of Margaret and Sylvester from within the volcano. Rikon, who weighed between 85 and 100 pounds, was about 45 years old old and received assistance from local sugar plantations and other forms of machinery and materials he insisted that if he could not remove the deceased in the volcano he would not accept the award in order to recoup the bodies he designed and had a special wooden cage built which would be lowered into the volcano with him inside using a mile of cable and a winch mechanism i don't know what a winch mechanism is it's like, I think you go like, and it's a rope thing, and then it goes, oh, and goes down, up and down. Like it's like a like a crane, I think, but you like crank, cranker, cranker. you know, with your hand, maybe, you know, never mind. No, no, I totally understand. I just, for some reason, my headphones disconnected. Oh. I heard you making those sound effects out of my computer, and I thought they were happening in the room that I was in. It was a little concerning. <laughs> This story's wild, right? Yes, and also the pictures too, because I I looked through this too, and then I saw the pictures. Like y'all, check out check out the Instagram Instagram dot com slash human seeking pod, because the pictures of the the cage especially, and then the pictures of everybody around it, and like the uh, the whole thing is just wild. Yeah, yeah. The cage was ten feet in length, 
2.5 feet wide and 3.5 feet in height. On June 12th, two attempts were made to recover the bodies using the cage, and Mr. Konishi remained in the volcano for approximately eight hours. During that time, he not only had to exit the cage twice to release it when it got caught along the volcano's wall, but he calmly had his lunch while in the volcano. Could you, could you freaking imagine? Like, you're in a volcano for eight hours, and you're just like... Eating your lunch. Like, how many people can say they've eaten lunch inside a volcano? I want to know. Hopefully very few. What he had for lunch. So crazy. And I, I, th- I think it's so badass that this guy, like, is literally, like, what did they say he was? He was, uh... 85 to 105 pounds? Are you talking about, like, 85 to 100 pounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's so yeah, crazy. Yeah, and he was going to go and retrieve a body... Um, in a side of volcano, two bodies, and which two bodies? I don't know. Okay, about yeah, that. yeah. Spoiler alert! I think about what I said, but um, okay. So he calmly had lunch while in the volcano. When the wooden cage was lowered to its lowest point, it was found to be about a hundred feet short of the victims. Oh my god, that's like something out of a movie. It's like you get it mm-hmm. all the way, and it's just like a hundred feet away. Ugh. Recon then lowered a rope to climb down to the corpses to assess the situation. His intention was to place the bodies inside the cage. But Sylvester's body was found to be much too big and heavy. Mr. Nunez was six feet tall and a big man overall. Recon then realized he would need to use slings to lift the badly decomposed bodies to the cage and fasten them to the outside of the cage. Fortunately, he was well prepared with slings and even a telephone that allowed him to communicate with those above. That's super cool. Once the bodies were secured, the process of lifting the cage up to the top would take an hour to complete. Once Mr. Konishi successfully arrived at the top of the volcano, he became an instant hero, having several lays bestowed upon him and the story of the recovery told in the newspaper throughout the United States and the world. The city of Hilo raised an additional $500 for Mr. Konishi's accomplishment to show its appreciation. And then um, the uncle of Marie, who wrote out these amazing notes, said, As a child, I remember my parents telling me about this story and that they once had a newspaper clipping about it. As recently as 2015, my cousin visited some older Japanese-American men sitting in a waterfront park in Hilo who personally recalled the story of Margaret and Mr. Konishi. In 1982, 50 years after the death of Margaret Enos and the recovery of her body, Mr. Rikan Konishi passed away at the age of 95. So freaking cool. I have like goosebumps. I have goosebumps from all of that. It's incredible. And I what mean, are the odds that one of our listeners... Yeah. So cool. Has like any connection, let alone that close of a connection to this story and is able to provide that much detail into it because it's, it was definitely something once we read it, um, you know, it's just like, I want more and it fell into our laps. So, uh, yeah. Thank you, Marie. Thank you to your uncle as well. Um, incredible. That's just, Oh, so cool. What a story. What a story. And the pictures that go with the story are also incredible. The picture, and I didn't want to say this earlier, but the picture um, of him with his uh, lay and like the whole group of people behind him. um, It's just, yeah. Yeah. And even I'm looking after like reading all that and looking at, there's a picture of like the actual box and like the bodies are wrapped up in blankets and 
rope and stuff, but it's like, it's just so crazy when you think about, you know, how in the 1930s technology was, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and to think that, you know, someone was willing to even just attempt this and let alone was able to do it back then. Wow. It's amazing. So. Yeah, my uh my way back when I don't <laughs> think is quite as exciting. Um I'd love but to hear I do anyway. have one at least. Yeah, I'll do it anyway, fine <laughs> if I have to. No, it's it's not too bad. It's actually my first ever obituary. I don't think I've ever read an obituary Ooh. on here, but I just like this one. Um this is from the Wilmar Tribune, Wilmar, Minnesota, February 19th, 1895. Mrs. Sophia Ski, aged 56 years and 11 months, died February 10th, 1895 of abdominal tumor. Mrs. Ski was born in Strandabarm, Hardanger, Norway. She emigrated with her family to this country in 1882 and has lived in New I cannot read today. What is going on? Me, 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 me. I, got, I didn't do my vocal exercise. You have to do the Ryan there. and Sharpay. What is that? You haven't seen like... High School Musical? Forget it. No. <gasps> Sorry. What? I haven't. I haven't. You've never seen High School Musical? No. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Meg and Hunter are like on my team. What's wrong with you? How are you even going to understand High School Musical, the musical, the series, if you haven't seen High School Musical, the musical? I understand all the drama that goes on See, I in don't. the real world around that show. I don't. Joey does. I have okay, no un- idea about it. Understand is a strong love, word. Love life, but I'm sure you know. She wrote that song about that <laughs> guy. Okay. Ooh. I do know that. Anyway. I love that album. Anyway. Me too. She emigrated with her family to this country in 1882 and has lived in New London ever since. She leaves a husband and four children, three boys and one girl, all grown up. Mrs. Ski was a woman of unusual energy and tact. She was a typical Norwegian in the rugged honesty in all her dealings. She was respected by everybody. Her death seems to leave a void in New London as she was really one of the old and familiar persons seen passing up and down our streets almost every day. Thus, one by one, we pass away. The funeral was held Wednesday last, Reverend Midthin officiating. A large concourse of people followed her to her last resting place in Oak Hill Cemetery. Rest in peace. That's it. Wow. Rest in peace. I just liked how they described her. It just seemed very... Oh, she had an unusual energy and tact. That and then she had a rugged honesty. I don't know who wrote this, but it, it seems like it was someone who cared about her deeply, and I really, really like it. And I did not expect that type of language in a, out of an obituary from 1895. Yeah. It seemed very... Not not that it wouldn't normally be well-written, but in the ones I've read in the past... They're usually um, kind of... And like, sh- I've gone through... S- standard yeah yeah there's like a a way to do them and they don't really go into much details they list all the family members names and just say like okay well she was loved she'll be missed bye-bye Bye. then this had a little bit more details that i really liked so yeah i want my obituary to end with bye liz was (laughs) decent she was unusual bye bye (laughs) oh can i make an announcement I'll allow it. Um, I am officially Yelp elite. 
Oh my gosh. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. I'm Yelp Elite. I don't know how to feel about it. I got my Yelp I didn't know you Elite. I didn't know you wrote reviews. Oh. You never admitted to that to me. I because that's that's like how I really got I, I listened to it and that's why we drank, but I was like obsessed with Beach to Sandy because I'm like I love I love Yelp because I love the weird peeks into people's lives that you get. You know? Mm-hmm. Like like your own? Because you have your own now? <sighs> that's why you're never gonna be able to find mine. Why would I not find it? Because I am going to have to go in you, and change you, my name on Yelp. I was going to say, do you use a pseudonym or something? Like, could you imagine? You're just like... Super undercover. Yelp elite. I'm about to have to. And you're this big celebrity on Yelp. I am a But it's not your real name. Not even just on Yelp. Check out TripAdvisor. I apparently. Check out Google. TripAdvisor too. No, I actually only write Yelp reviews. But somebody okay, that, recently found my review of Bulgogi Hut. Cool. So, of of what? Bulgogi Hut. Oh, Bulgogi Hut. Have you been Hut. there? Is that in LA? Yeah, it's all you can eat, Korean barbecue. Um, no, that's not really my thing anymore. Oh, but no, when I lived in right. K Town, though, I I did not. I assume that's in K Town. Yeah. Were you vegan when you yeah, lived here? No. Um, I went vegan while living in K-Town, yes, but I lived in K-Town for two years as a non-vegan. I was so. just thinking, because we bonded over how much we like the same 7-Eleven, and I'm like, what do they have there that's vegan? Oreos? Everything. They have so much that's, yeah, they have snacks, they have drinks, like all sorts of, like any, I don't know, like I usually go get the, like some sort of energy drink yeah, there. Yeah, that's what I go and in, then, like, I'm like, give me the usual, I like slap up big monster energy on the table and they're like here you go chief and i flip <laughs> over a coin and i go how's your wife <laughs> you <flip> a coin <laughs> what kind of coin is this that it can pay for an entire monster energy no that's a tip i go keep the chain and i flip the oh coin got it and he catches it and then he got slaps it. me on the back and anyway <laughs> by the way i already found your yelp profile if so don't even bother changing the name <laughs> That's embarrassing because okay. I think I like rage left a review the other day too of a thrift store that really offended me. <laughs> okay, well, just don't. Oh, but you only, but you gave him two stars instead of one, so I respect that. I'm not, I'm not reading it, but yeah, you are. Whatever, it's fine. Not right Save now. It for your I've got, I've got a podcast to do. That's the other podcast. That's just That's too yeah. much exposure. Oh no. Okay. Um, oh, but I'm glad you like Monty's Good Burger. I love Monty's. Yeah, I like Monty's too. I feel that they're very ridiculously, insanely expensive, but I also mm-hmm. can't really complain because they have no competition. I think I wrote that. I was like, there's literally yeah. nowhere like that, so I can't be like, it's cheaper somewhere else. Like, I have to pay mm-hmm. the sh- million dollars for a burger. Uh, I mean, I don't know exactly about your experience, but um, did you not realize it was vegan before going and that their buns and tots were gluten-free and that you ate he- there thinking that it was a funky In-N-Out kind of place? Oh, <laughs> I did Just not asking. know I... that it was vegan. Yes, yes. I noticed that you've read my review. Thank you. Oh, it's always great to meet another fan. Thanks. I am a fan. I love th- I love this. No, this makes me happy. And plus, like, a vast majority of them are five stars and only two or three two stars and no one stars. I would never. Which I respect I a lot. three two star reviews. I don't even know what I'm. Mm-hmm. I don't even know what I'm writing. I just write them. I just write them. Anyway. Anyway, sorry. I'm sorry if I that I threw all that out there. But no, this is this is very exciting. Congratulations on Yelp Elite. 
you are i am sure like better than you you are one of those people that i know that i'm like if i if you wrote reviews i wouldn't be like oh oh i'd be like oh those are probably insightful and kind or funny or all of the above oh thanks andy i mean i yeah. i think it's pretty easy to make fun of you know yelp reviews because it's always very minute low the stakes are low mm-hmm. there you know people aren't mm. Putting themselves on the line, they're usually just getting really in-depth about whether or not the tater tots here are as crispy (laughs) as people make it out to be. Yes, very true. I really did not know Monty's was vegan the first time I ate there. I was like, I remember being like, this cheese is really good. And Joey was like, this place is, is vegetarian. And I was like, oh. And then she was like, nope, it's vegan. And I was like, no, it's not. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. It's a I highly. That's a place that when people go visit LA and they want vegan food, I tell them to go there. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, anyway, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thanks so much. Um, so I have an honest ad, and then I have a little thing for after the honest ad. But since I'm reading the honest ad, do you want to just do a blind read of the thing that I pulled? Sure. Great. Yeah. So I'll send it to you. Right, and then just read it. It'll be a blind read, you know? Oh, oh, okay. I'm nervous, but... You should be. Okay. Will I get in trouble for reading it? Is that your plan to get it's me kicked just off? just like a really offensive manifesto is what it is. <laughs> I'm using a lot of like, I, Zandy. Um, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> blind read, LOL. Okay. Um, I have an honest ad. It was sent in by a listener, and I just remembered that we're not saying their name because that's the whole point. <laughs> um, I wasn't even going to stop you. I was like, oh, yeah, who sent it in? And I was like, oh, no, yeah, that's not what we do here. Um, I have this, like, cheeky little smile because I f- they said that they, they uh, just started listening to the podcast and that they're on episode... 22 i think and so i really love the idea of like they're not going to listen to this right when it comes out it's going to take them a little while and then one day they're just going to get to this episode and probably forgot that they wrote in and be like oh my god that's me um so human seeking contentment 25 year old female seeks feeling a sense of peace with life I recently graduated college after taking some time off to find direction in life. I was unsuccessful with that, but finished my degree anyways in hopes for better jobs. I've been working in childcare for four years and am beyond ready for a change. I was recently accepted into a graduate program to pursue my master's in social work, but I'm terrified that I'm making another wrong decision that will leave me unsatisfied. I have a passion for helping others, yet neglect my own needs and wants. All I want right now is to feel content with my life, to not wake up and feel empty. I don't think that's too much to ask. Wow. I don't think it should be too much to ask Mm -mm. um, either. Not that that makes it any easier, but um, congratulations on graduating, by the way. Um, Proud of you for doing it in your own time, too. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I did, too. I took some time off and ended up graduating a little later. And I remember thinking so that, like, feeling so weird and bad because we're so conditioned to you know the four years high school four years college like that's just what everyone has to do the same take the same path and you have to do that if you want to be successful and it's all a load of 
bullshit. So I'm proud of you for, despite all that societal pressure, being able to do it on your own time. Yeah. Um, and congrats yeah, on getting and I'm, accepted into your program to pursue your master's in social work. That's a big deal. And that's super exciting. I know you you said that you're you're terrified about it still, but, you know, I think sometimes, I mean, for me, some of the most terrifying decisions I've made ended up being the best decisions I've made. So, you know, time will tell whether or not you feel the, feel that way. But regardless, I think that's a really noble thing to pursue. And, um, and I am excited for you, you know, no matter what it leads to. Yeah. And I think that it's important to remember that you're accomplished. You've accomplished a lot of things. You're clearly smart and capable and hardworking. And, you know, whether or not you end up going into social work, whether or not you end up finding a job that's really fulfilling, you know, you you sh- you should at least try to feel content with yourself. I know it's easier said than done, but it sounds like, you know, you've really proven yourself to yourself and maybe you don't need to keep you know, trying to validate your worth because it sounds like mm. you're freaking worthy and uh, and that's all you need to worry about. For sure. And just especially considering working in childcare, I mean, the lives you've changed, the lives you've already touched, you know, at 25, that's a huge deal. I mean, <laughs> that's, um, yeah, and that's something very much to be proud of. And, um, We're proud of you. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we are proud of you. And I wish I knew how to... Th- just you know tell you how to wake up and you know feel not empty but i don't know i think i mean i like what you just said liz about reflecting on what you've already done because sometimes you know we're so focused on looking ahead on what we're going to be doing next that we don't take the time to appreciate ourselves and what we've done already because it sounds like you've already done so much um and you deserve to go easy on yourself for sure yeah um, now I have something for Zandy, which I'm is so nervous. in his that was a text, text okay. message inbox. This is going to be Zandy's blind read. Go ahead. <laughs> what the? No. Okay. What in the world did you just send, send me? <laughs> what is this? I don't want to read this. <laughs> I just see the title and I don't want to read this. Read the title at least. Um, I assume this is satire <laughs> because, um, it is, wait, it literally just says really large on the top. It says sexual harassment, colon, how to do it <laughs> it's by like, John Hughes and Ted Mann. What is this? It's um, explain yourself. It's satire. It's just this like long. Okay. Thank God. Weird. Oh, it's nat- from the na- National Lampoon. Yeah. It's from yeah, National okay. Lampoon. Thank God. And it's like written from the perspective of like a guy who's like, I don't understand just because I told my secretary I only hired her because she was hot. Like there, she's <sighs> accusing me of belittling her job position, all this stuff. Anyway, I thought it would be funny, but I knew you wouldn't read it. So I have something else for you. <laughs> It, okay, now that I know it's satire, it's like, okay. Um, but yeah, they're like different. Um, it's like, who can do it? And then it has different ways, or who can do it? And then it, there's a line that says, fuck them and fire them. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, <gasps> there's one line that says, don't be greedy. One at a time, please. Girls talk. And if they all talk at once, you won't get any work done for the jealous cackling. 
Oh my god. Yeah, it's pretty horrible. Well, at least it's satire, thank god. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's at least the point is that it's horrible. Um, wow. Anyway, oh, you sent me something else. Is I this did. just as bad? It's just as bad in a different way. <laughs> what? This is this is amazing. Okay, this is a a letter to Lara Croft um from the Tomb Raider series, uh video game series specifically from official US PlayStation magazine number 4 January 1999. So someone sent in, sorry, Teddy, a fan of the series sent in a letter. And it has little lines after each question where Laura Laura Croft can put a yes or a no. It says here I'll read it. Dear Laura Croft, I think your games are awesome. Do you have a boyfriend? Yes or no. Can you give me codes? Yes or no. Where are you from? Yes or... Wait. <laughs> I don't know why this says yes box or no box, but I don't think that's... Anyway. I'm from West Virginia. Send me a real life picture of you if you can. I am a big fan of your games. Sign here if you want. And then an extra long line. Your fan, Teddy. P.S. I think you're pretty. <laughs> and here is <laughs> Laura's response. There is a picture, by the way. Oh, at the top, there's a, a picture of Laura Croft from the games holding two guns. Dear Teddy, thanks for all your nice words. You're a very flattering young man. Unfortunately, I'm so busy traveling the world to collect precious artifacts that I just don't have time for a boyfriend. But keep buying my games and you can see me whenever you want. Love, Laura. <laughs> um, honestly, like, if I were that child and I actually, like, have grown up now, I would frame that and be like, look, I got this. I got a letter from As like Laura cringy as it is that this child did this, like they're clearly a child. So growing up, I'd hopefully get to the point where I can look back and be like, yeah, I did that. And I got a response. It's from the official U.S. PlayStation magazine, episode number four. Mm-hmm. I didn't even know PlayStation Which, had a magazine. Yeah, I, I, I got those. I got those. I got Game Informer back in the day. I got all the video game magazines uh, and then uh, Sports Illustrated for kids. I just got Nick Mag. Nick Mag. I don't think I ever got Nick Mag. I loved Nick Mag. They had all these like weird. Hunter and Ma- Meg loved Nick Mag. I can tell. Yeah. Hunter, not I'm so very much. very excited by that. No, Hunter was the one who was like oh. reacting oh. to Nick Mag. Did you like Nick Mag? Oh, no. I Hunter thought. Was or maybe, maybe they're busy <laughs> reacting to other things and I'm just projecting. I bet Zandy was a big highlights kid. I was. I love highlights. I love highlights. I still do. That's why. I w- oh, <laughs> reacting to the dog. Oh, reacting. Okay. Oh. Show. Okay. Hunter says show dog. Oh, God. You don't want to see this. show monster. yourself. Look at the cutie. Okay. There's a reaction. That's it. Thank you to Meg and Hunter for being here. And mm-hmm. bless you. Bless you. Double bless you to Hunter who just sneezed. And um, thanks to everybody else who donated. We're going to, you know, keep doing stuff like this in the future. Mm -hmm. Um, We'll also probably offer some sort of similar thing for our paid subscription. We're going to have uh, our bonus episodes for this month, bonus episode for this month come out. Um, So should be good stuff coming out. Yeah, keep an eye out, keep an ear out, and uh, keep your nose follow out. Follow social media, Human Seeking Pod. Keep a nose out. Yeah, we smell, so you can you can smell us. Sniff coming. around. Go. Smells like human seeking humans coming around. 
the mountain. <laughs> um, human seeking pod on social media, human seeking human at gmail.com. Stay up to date with our socials. Sometimes we do weird things like green room. Yes. Yes. And we hope to talk to you soon in those ways and looking forward to talking to you again next week. Until then.